Yeah, stop it. I shouldn't have made you an ambassador. Oh, you uh, oh, wait, no. wait. You just now you're just now telling me yeah, that. Yeah, I know. Holy you hold shit. like some sort of weird admiral rank. It's like a vice admiral or something. So yeah, that's Oh my god. Don't tell anyone. Get in line. Captain's Pod, Stardate 1102-022.5. Hello and welcome aboard the Starship's Enterprise, and thank you for joining us as we take a brief shore leave from the world of cinema sins to explore the universe of Star Trek. I am your captain, Ian Whittington, and with me, as always, is our defiant ambassador, Danae Hughes. <gasps> That's right. Uh-huh. As in I the USS defiant. defiant. Yeah. Tough little ship. If I was on an episode of Star Trek and I was mm-hmm. the ambassador, I would have like a short run series and the fans would be very polarized on whether they enjoyed me or not because I would both be respectful and a pain <laughs> in the ass all at the same time. Can confirm, 100%. No citation needed. <laughs> <laughs> um, right, so this week we're going to be looking at season one, episode five of Star Trek Picard, which is Stardust City Rag. Now, just from the title... What are you expecting from this episode? And the fact that I've, I've pre-warned oh. you that this is there's some shenanigans in this one. Okay, Stardust City Rag. Rag. Okay, well, I know that, um, you know, cleaning things is important. So I guess there's probably like a cleaning rag and maybe, mm-hmm. you know, cleaning some Stardust off of the outside of a ship. So maybe they have to land somewhere and then they have to like, clean the ship because it got really really dirty when it ran through a couple of goopy nebulous or something goopy nebulous <laughs> because that's just been plaguing ships across starfleet forever and they just have there's no way of avoiding it you just nope. have to land and scrub the you deck you have to land yeah. and you have to use the stardust rags and that's a really important thing that every ship mm-hmm. has but it's rarely talked about because you know who wants to talk about manual labor when there's all these great storylines about alien cultures and things like this. So, you know, the show has spent so much time mm-hmm. with exposition and explaining Romulan mm-hmm. culture to us. So why not show the ins and outs of what it takes to travel through <laughs> to, to clean time, the ship. Yeah, space and time? Yeah. It's like the really boring people. It's like, yeah, no, I, I work on a starship. Oh, that's amazing. What do you do? Uh, I, I mean, look after the stardust rags. rags. Yeah. Which... The- Listen. That's great. Yeah, it's actually a really respectable thing because someone has to do it. Someone's got to do it. Or if you're still in space. Yeah, the goopy nebs never will come off. You know, you have to land mm-hmm. and then you got to goopy neb it up. Go- goopy, I, I don't like that. You, you got to take means. your stardust rag and you got to get the goopy nebula off. Can we just pick the non-goopy nebulas? I want the really pretty ones, not the ones that are viscous. Yeah, but it takes so much longer to get to where you're going. If you just don't go, if you if you go through the goop neb, then it's fine. But if you go all yeah, the I, way around, and it just takes forever. Isn't like going through porridge? <laughs> isn't it like really like? Doesn't it slow you down? And then you have to waste a day cleaning the ship. But then, but then you're 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 telling this person whose job it is to maintain the stardust rags that he doesn't have a job anymore, but just because you didn't want to go through the goop neb. Yeah, fuck that guy <laughs> or person or tentacle, whatever. <sighs> I, I well, you know what? You're the captain. You tell him. I'm just the ambassador. That prediction is surprisingly accurate. I'm just gonna (laughs) surprisingly inaccurate. I'm not even gonna. I'm not gonna leave us in suspense. That is not what happens. Um, But yeah, I'm looking forward to to this. So let's get straight into the episode, Um, and we will see you all for a full debrief (laughs) in ten forward. Um, Computer two to beam to Stardust City Rare. 
welcome to 10 Forward, the part of the show where we grab a drink from the replicator and share our immediate thoughts and feelings on the episode we just watched. Most important question, as always, what is your beverage of choice, Ambassador? An oat latte. Cold Again? coffee, yo. No, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's, okay. it's, it's what I reach for. I do have to say it has a flying penguin on the side, so. Nice. I mean, that makes it all the better. Um, mm-hmm. Are there any pickles in it? <laughs> there are no pickles. No pickles in your oat latte coffee? I do. I think you mean... Hold on. Gherkin. Hold on. No, no, no. Yeah, okay, no, okay. no, no. Uh, gherkin. Gherkin. Yeah. Uh, related to absolutely nothing. So this week's episode, we head to the city of Stardust on the planet Free Cloud. Um, so the La Serena crew um, make their way there to find Bruce Maddox in a precarious situation. Seven of Nine, the ex-Borg that they recently picked up, lends her assistance and settles an old grudge. It, to put it very mildly, is what happens in that episode. Danae, after all of like the build-up of what the fuckery, what did you think about this episode? I, I, um, I don't know. <laughs> so I, I had a prediction that this will either make or break it for you. I think this will be the, the turning point where you're like, this show really isn't for me, or I'm kind of on board with it. So there's this old school style to this episode that I cannot help but be like, uh-huh. aw. It's like- a bottle episode, yeah. There's there's too much happening in this episode, hands yes. down. There's, there's way too much going on here, but it does, it, okay, it felt like an old, like this felt like an old school Star Trek episode in a way that I could not mm-hmm. help but be like, I like this. <laughs> I'm so glad you liked it. That's great. But I have to say, and this this speaks to me, uh, this tells me a lot about myself. Mm-hmm. My most favorite part is when seven of nine just straight up murder someone. <laughs> oh, for sure. 100%. That's, yeah, that's the best part of the episode. Just like, fuck this. What does that say um, about me? I don't know. But I was like, I literally, my notes, literally, is, let me just show, can I show you my screen? Please do. I'm going to show you my screen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so for the audience at home, it says straight up murder. Yes. Like how many S's? How end. many S's? So <laughs> many S's. So many S's. Yeah, it's just, it was like. It's what the episode needed because there's been so mm-hmm. much exposition. There's been so much like stop and go. We really yeah. abandoned the whole, a lot of of what every episode has had. Even Picard takes a backseat here. Like he's not yes. really the central person in this one, which is totally fine. Yeah. Because again, this show, though about Picard, is also about introducing a lot of other people. What it reminds me of is... All of these interweaving stories coming together and kind of like the writers are like, this is the perfect time. We can kind of introduce this like a little wink and Mm -hmm. nod here. We'll tie this up over here. So they're kind of like weaving it all together. But if you take all fabric and you put it together in one central spot (laughs) and you start to sew it together, it just looks messy. Weird. (laughs) Uh, And so you kind of come out looking at it going, well, I don't know where to focus on yes. on this one and th- this could have used a lot of editing both mm-hmm. in costuming and <laughs> location and p- 
like the plot of it. You know, we don't we don't need a heist, but it's also kind of fun too. It's kind of like a fun situation where you're yeah. like, okay, they're gonna go in, they're gonna go to this Vegas city on mm-hmm. Free Cloud Planet, and we're gonna set it up in you know a bar that was really confusing in a lot of ways and interesting in others. And we're going to throw some fun costumes on and we're going to have a good time. But it defies logic in so many ways when you start to question it that Mm -hmm. you you this is an episode you have to go along with to enjoy. (laughs) So this was just this was a lot. This was a lot. It's it's an absolute lot. It's a cornucopia inside of a pinata inside of a disco ball. (laughs) Like it was just so much. It was so much. It's it's crazy that it manages to be so busy and pack so much, so many new storylines in, whilst Again. not addressing half of the storylines that it's already <laughs> set up. So you're right, nothing to do with the Borg, nothing to do with Soji and Daj. We find out a little bit, but we don't see them. Nothing about the conspiracy back on Earth, nothing about what the secret police people are doing. Even poor Elnor, like, the only lines he's given are, so I guess I'm not in this episode. so let's jump off with the opening which is basically giving seven some backstory so this is kind of hey what's seven been up to since we last saw her so we would have last literally seen her on voyager pulling up to earth like they they get home we we have no idea what happens next so eventually she joins um a group called the fenris rangers and they're yeah robin hood in space vigilantes that are protecting the poor and um anyone that's been abandoned by the federation kind of in the neutral zone around romulus and that kind of area ish um now how much of voyager have you watched not enough to know what the fuck is happening so they in the later seasons they picked up a few more borg children um and took them from the collective and made them human as much as possible. And Echeb, the guy that's being tortured, was one of them. So we assume that when they got back home, he joined Starfleet and now Bajazel, Bajazel, whatever her name is. Dear um, God. Yeah, uh-huh. Um, like, what a name. I what mean, a name. Why? Bajazel. And why make her look just enough like Deanna Troy to torture myself? I, yes, I wasn't going to bring it up. I was going to see if you noticed it. It's un- Oof. You can't Oof. not see it, can you? No, Oof. because she's even wearing like the bodysuit. Anyway, yes, carry on. The carry onesie, on. but yes. Um, so each of, they just kill him off. They straight up kill him off. And they use a different actor as well from who was mm. in the series, which was interesting. There's reasons for that. This was 13 years ago. And it, um, she turns up, does a bit of a mercy killing. And that sets up why she's so invested in finding Bajazel. I just want to talk about how, you know, there's just nothing quite like straight up torture to start mm-hmm. off an episode of Star Trek. I don't know how often this happens in Star Trek. Does it happen often? What, removing an eyeball? No, not but, often. But like, like, we're watching torture. Just It's yeah. like a little bit of exposition, like a little bit of uh, previously on, and then we're uh-huh. just straight into straight drills in. and eyeballs. This was very much, we're not on a network anymore. We're not on TV. We're on Amazon. So We've grown we up, can folks. do whatever we want. We can say fuck and we can pull out an eyeball. It was, it's so triggering. Like torture is triggering regardless. But when you start fucking with people's eyes, that's, that's really messed up. So it, it felt more extreme than the rest of the show. Very goopy sounding sound effects on top of yeah. torture too. We had Hello. drill sounds. We had, we had all <laughs> kinds of stuff going on. Yeah. Um, it, it certainly gave gravity to 
you know, what seven has been through. That's mm-hmm. true. But because we're kind of ping pong balled around or like, you know, pinball gamed around in this mm-hmm. one so much, you kind of can't sit into one story long enough to realize how uh-huh. serious it is. Because the problem is you've got to pack all of this into one episode because we're not doing Seven's backstory anywhere else. For th- for her motivation to make sense, you've got to pack it into the beginning of the episode. So it is, it's 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 frustrating when they pack so much. And this is why I miss like series that were like 20 episodes long. You had time to do this stuff. This would have, what, like could have been broken up into two, maybe three episodes, just depending on yeah. what they wanted to do. But, you know, they're clipping along. They've got they've got a goal. They've got a plan. They're mm-hmm. trying to kind of, you know, get things going. But yeah, that was a lot. Starting off with the starting off with the torture and the in the background of everything, like mm-hmm. that was it's a lot. It was a it was a lot. Uh, there was also like this, the, like the casual, the, the casual, like um, the, the lady that was doing torture. Was that was that? No, it wasn't Bajazel. It was one of her minions. Okay. Yeah. When she's all like, "Hey, where's your cortical node, there, buddy?" It's such that made me cringe a little bit because. One of the the big episodes in Voyager is that each of gets his cortical node removed and gives it to Seven of Nine. So it's like, oh, you just so happened to mention the one part that we all know because you remember that episode. Hey, nod, nod, wink, wink. Mm, see, and for me, it's just like whatever, whatever you're mentioning right now is yeah, is just me going. How long is this torture scene going to last, and what is yeah. this episode about? And then you know, you look over at the various thumbnails that represent this episode and you see picard in an <laughs> eye patch and like wait He's what like, wait, how what? are we gonna get from torture to uh-huh. dress up so funnily enough the thing that people objected to wasn't so much killing off Ejab. it was the, it was picard and how ridiculous he was they, oh. this just kind of compounded the fact that okay so we've had four episodes of ladies shouting at picard and being mad at him for everything now we just a making a mockery of him ourselves and giving him oh. a bad French accent and dressing up in Halloween. Me, I didn't have a problem with it. Like it's that's the part of the episode that I'm just like it's it's harmless. It's a bit of fun. It leads to like all of them being a bit ridiculous. Leads to the dramatic reveal of Seven hasn't been playing ball all along, and then he he gets back into the game. That wasn't a reveal at all to me. That was like the no, most. No, no, but it is to everyone else. It is to is it? the rest of the crew. Oh, to the crew. I see. In the yeah, moment, to the crew yeah. it is not to not to the audience. But it shouldn't be right. Like none none of none of that heist. They made that heist up. Okay, they got Seven on the ship. Uh-huh. Made up how they were going to get down to Free Cloud. Created yep. a story and beamed down in what mm-hmm. an hour? Like an hour. <laughs> Because they knew that Maddox was on Free Cloud, but they yeah. had no idea that he'd been kidnapped by Bajazel or that mm-hmm. the Tal Shiar were involved. So they just they concoct this <laughs> anti-reptile venom, right? <laughs> and then just go down to the planet with the host, the the plot from Nine um, Oceans Eleven. Yeah, barely, barely a moment to plan. So for me, any shock of there being surprises and twists, it's it's. It's all ridiculous. That's what I that's what mm-hmm. I was kind of referencing with when you stop to think about it. It's really frustrating because yeah. this is a very loose plan from the beginning and and the person who didn't stop to say why does I can't even say Jazzle. I just can't. Bejazel. It's I can't. It hurts to say Bejazel. In in so in England, do you know what a Bejazel is? Yeah. Is that a thing in America as well? I mean, it was a it's a whole thing. It's like when you bling out your lady yeah, parts. That- that area uh-huh, yeah good. yeah okay. and and that's all i can think about 
That actually makes it worse because I thought that was an English thing. So maybe the people <laughs> that made this show just didn't know. So they knew that and still called they her for Jason. They had to, right? Like you have anyway. Um <laughs> so I just for for Seven to beam on and clearly be frustrated with Picard and then be like, Yeah, I'm game once she hears I'm gonna help the you name, anyway. There's no way that there's not she does she has to have an ulterior motive and the fact that no one on board is going Yeah. Uh, should we th- are we really thinking this through? But it's like, you know, we got to get down there. We got to make quick decisions. We're just going to go with whatever feels right is one thing. But for, I think the frustrating part of Picard's acting uh, in this, I'm not talking about the actor. I'm talking about Picard, the character yes. acting mm-hmm. the way he was acting in this episode is it seems like he's just like derpy, derpy, derp, lots of fun. Here we go. And he's not, it's kind of like, oh man, this is exciting. I can, you know, put on a costume and pretend and stuff. It's like he forgot how serious everything is mm-hmm. with Seven, with the situation at large, with how dangerous mm-hmm. it is, the people he's putting in danger by just haphazardly sending people down. It's clear that Seven and Rafi are both like, we got to go, we got to make a plan, let's da 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 da. And that is mm-hmm. really suspect because Rafi's got her own, you know, agenda, which we learn is her son, but Picard. It's got to be his age. It's the only thing I keep going back to every episode. And I'm going to keep it's my it's my one thing I feel like I can say, well, he's getting older and it justifies this strange behavior because the way that Picard was just Mm -hmm. having this fun in character kind of feel, it could be that he was overacting. I don't know. Mm -hmm. I don't know. But it definitely did feel off. It is a bit jarring. Um, I don't let it bug me too much because again we haven't seen him for like 16 years so maybe he's loosened up but considering it's like so dangerous and he's on a time limit here yeah Dash could be dead already or soji you damn it you got me doing it oh. soji could be dead already um it, <laughs> what did i do <laughs> and like what you could you never get her name right but i did this time and the one yeah, time i did. get it right you blame me for you fucking yeah, it yeah. up <laughs> yeah my bad i mean sorry captain uh, thank you ambassador um although you actually outrank me but that's not <gasps> yeah stop it i shouldn't have made you an ambassador oh, you uh, oh, wait no. wait you just not you're just not telling me yeah this. i know Holy you hold shit. like some sort of weird admiral rank it's like a vice admiral or something so yeah that's, oh my god don't tell anyone get in line get, get in line for what do you have a queue of people waiting to, to talk to you no okay. <laughs> i think people um, might think i do but i don't <laughs> Uh, so yeah, I can definitely see why that's jarring. Um, it's yeah. So that it should be it should be Rafi in this role of like hard negotiator and Picard mm-hmm. as the one who's just bringing them together in a mm-hmm. way. Like if those roles had been reversed, I feel like I would be more okay with it because. Oh, do you mean Rios? Oh yeah, what did I say? I meant Rios. Sorry, Rafi. yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, Rios. Uh-huh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. yeah, I realized that was confusing. Was... Apologies. No, 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 it's fine. I get what you mean. Um, but yeah, that that tone then bounces back at the end of the episode to um, to a, the betrayal. I was going to say a, a twist, but about five seconds or five minutes before it happened, Danae was like, "She's going to kill him, kill him, kill him dead, kill yeah. the man." Yeah, like Danae just got it. I didn't see it coming. What? I don't know why. How? I think, no, I didn't see it coming because okay, I'm that's too, a- I was just mm. used to Agnes being all fluffy and okay. stuff. Okay, okay, um, so so Agnes. Like, 
and when I knew it was going to happen was when she mm. was standing over in the corner listening yeah. to the conversation. And I thought to myself, why isn't she by his bedside? Because we yeah. saw earlier that she had this really beloved kind of moment of watching a, like a memory of her with. Yeah. So we find out they're a couple. Uh, or, or at least that they love each other enough to kiss. Like maybe yeah. they're not a yeah. couple. I don't know. Um, and so Maddox and. Um, Maddox is there at the end of the episode kind of spilling a little bit of information on where Soji is and the purpose of why he split them up and sent them to find the truth mm-hmm. of, you know, not just the Taj, whatever, but also the Federation, you know, just whomever's involvement. And, and so he kind of does this thing. He creates these incredible android creatures and then yeah. decides to send them to find the truth, which I find questionable. Anyway, but I'm not going to get into that because I mm-hmm. my brain hurts from watching this episode. But when I saw that she was just kind of looking and nervous about what was being shared, but not curious enough to be by his side, uh, loving him, but also staying distant, I was like, oh, she's part of this secret Federation situation. Like she's in on mm-hmm. something big. <clears throat> and um, when it was when she comes over, she's like, he's really tired. We should probably let him sleep. I'm like, oh, yeah, she's going to kill him. <laughs> yeah she she that don't was, she yeah. don't kill him and what a co- like okay so this, again sorry if this sounds sadistic but what a great death scene you know yeah. the person who's playing agnes like what a great actress she's really she's great she's really showing this incredibly strange and scary person who is gonna murder someone because she believes that it's the right thing to do in her brain somewhere so deeply because she saw mm-hmm. something she can't unsee and wishes that somebody wouldn't have shown it to her. And so she's reserving this love emotion and also the shock of what she's doing. Like, whoa, really, mm-hmm. really well done. Seven of Nine's murder scene is like, fuck yeah, I'm a warrior and I'm killing shit. Agnes's <laughs> like murder is scene intense. is like, whoa, psychological warfare. And it was <laughs> so good uh yeah so this is why ultimately i'm in i'm in for picard even even if it does silly star trek side thing you Mm -hmm. know people are doing weird things and talking to aliens that i can't i i i I don't okay so we have a lizard person that can smell who you had sex with great but i'm i'm not in for that like i've seen Mm -hmm. interesting aliens before in other star trek and and i don't need that in my Star Trek necessarily, but I like it's fine there because it's nostalgic. But man, this this kind of acting where we're starting off with torture, we've got murdering seven, and then we've got this like Agnes who's gonna fucking mentally break. I'm here for it. I'm so here for it. Also, you- how 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 is Picard gonna make it all work? I don't know, but I <laughs> apparently am really into the dark shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think you really like powerful women that are super dark, and it, it worries yeah. me. <laughs> Come on, let's fucking go. We got Soji. Like, let's let's activate the crazy android. It's like, yeah. let's, this is this is cool shit. I'm in for let's it. Let's get them on a ship, kick it all of the butt, and Rafi just drinking in the corner. Like, we don't need any of the men. Let's just get all of the women on the ship and just fuck up the quadrant. Yeah, that it. that moment when Seven like teleport or transports out, and you can like the way that the camera angle just kind of shows the phaser coming up, like she's like yeah. and go, I was like ooh, mm-hmm. ooh and yeah. everyone like beams out. I loved that that the staff had like an emergency beam out program, so all of the customers are like running away, but the lady at the piano, the guy behind the bar, was just like nope, like pull the okay. emergency fire drill and zoop. 
I'm out. I'm going to talk about that in our resistance is futile. Okay, though. cool. We'll put a pin in that. Um, no, I, so I, I love Seven's arc in this. I love Agnes's arc. Um, I'm not crazy about Raffi's arc. Like what that did was cement the fact that she went conspiracy crazy. Like she's right. There is a conspiracy, but there's not enough evidence for anyone to believe her. And it, this is just more of what did Raffi give up to pursue this? And it turns out she gave up her family, her son, her husband, and this just consumed. So it kind of speaks to more why she's addicted, why she has like a substance abuse problem and where she is mentally. But it's just this, this episode was a weird place to stick that I felt. It really with was. the tone of everything else. And I think it's because she is, that story is battling with Seven's backstory, which the fans are going to freak out about. And they want mm-hmm. that. We want to see Seven. We don't want, like, because Rafi is new to us. New yeah, in this. Yeah, we don't this, really need her in this episode. Not yes. here. You could have left her on free cloud and come back for her or something and had, like, come back to this well, moment maybe. I don't know. but w- You could have, like, lifted that scene and put it in next week. So yeah. all we know is that Rafi beams down to the planet and then, and then she comes, comes back. back to the ship really exactly. moving. Exactly, yeah. And then oh, we play perfect. that later on. Yeah, yeah. Uh, maybe when you bring Gabe back, like, do a flashback. Something, something like this because when you put Rafi against Seven and Agnes... Yeah, I'm just not interested. It, it, you have to kind of rank them in your mind a little bit and go, which one is the one that I'm going to spend my time coming back to? Mm-hmm. And you know the story of a person who goes full on into work and ignores family to yeah. the point that your son is going to reject you. That's a big, heavy thing to like mm-hmm. try to absorb on top of Seven killing her what she called son, you know? On top of Agnes killing her person that she loved. Like, it's yeah. just, it's too much happening. And so you miss the depth of Rafi's character. Also, Rafi and Agnes are new characters in Picard. And mm-hmm. if you're putting Agnes next to Rafi, like, I'm going Agnes every day right now. I'm way more interested in Agnes. Like, she's been so ditzy. And then to just go, like, super dark. And is she in control is she not in control? What is, has she been playing it up? Is she actually really smart and she isn't this ditzy? Um, because the whole episode is her like, oh, I don't know how to use the transporter. Oh, and but she's just like, yeah, I'm going to blood clot you. But if you think about it, so she doesn't, she might not know how to use the, the transporter, but when she was pacing back and forth, like you can do this, you can do this. It wasn't about using the transporter. Uh-huh, it was uh-huh. about killing him. And that is really interesting. That is really interesting. It's so good. And I love how that re- it, we were reminded of that by the EMH, the EMH turning up at both points. Yes. So it's not anxiety about the transport. It's anxiety about killing Maddox. It's so, it's so good. That's really, really yeah. well done. Yeah. yeah I love was, the Agnes stuff. And that's the stuff I think that Picard is obviously doing well and they're thinking about. Mm-hmm. And that's the kind of, th- that's why you stick around for a show like this mm-hmm. is even if the stuff about, you know, the silly heist or how it doesn't make any sense or how the lizard yeah. should have smelled so much lying and been still been <laughs> everywhere. You know, that lizard is useless. Well, I've got a big thing on him in this instance, but he's yeah. pointless. Yeah. You put, um, you put out all that stuff. There's still some, there's still things happening with how they're building Picard that mm-hmm. make me really curious how they're going yeah. to, I don't know, drive this towards the end of season one. And then obviously, mm-hmm. you know, me learning again about, there being more seasons last episode uh there's obviously more that they're building into so yeah yeah it's fun i think this episode gets a lot of stick for being 
overly ridiculous, but it's one of my favourites for a reason. Like the moments with Seven are so she's everything I want a Seven of Nine with sixteen years of history in the real world um, to be. Um, I can see past Rios and Picard. Yeah, like you say, doing ridiculous things. It's just a bit of fun. So I think the the stuff that we learn about Bruce is that he's built Soji and Daj with, uh, sorry, with Agnes, which mm-hmm. we didn't know that. So Agnes has been fibbing about that. So she was there for their creation. She Up until this point, she's been saying, oh yeah, in theory you could do it, and maybe that's what Bruce was doing. But she also didn't see Dodge either. So whatever her play and part was mm. in this was maybe information. He said it was central too. So whatever he did, she didn't actually see the end result of. So no. maybe there is enough of, of confusion, you know, mm. in some of her conversations earlier on with Picard, where she was kind yeah. of saying, no, that's not possible. But obviously she knows more than she let on with Picard from the beginning. Yeah. However... If we believe what she says to Maddox is that she never actually got to meet them. Yeah, never got to meet them. But I think she knew that he was further along than she told Picard. It wasn't just yeah. theories. It was, no, I was kind of there working on it with him. Right. Um, And we get told about the embedded mum AI as well. So that the, the mum that we see Soji, Soji oh, did? talking to, it's one line. So what, he what, said what? that... What, what, what? I missed it. Uh-huh. Okay, what so did I miss? The one line that Maddox said is, um, that's exactly why I put the embedded mum AI there to activate her when things went wrong. So that AI of her mother is there as like a safeguard. So if she gets attacked, it then switches, it turns her on and makes her go crazy. So when she checks in to talk to her mother, it puts her to sleep to protect her. I'm I'm both interested and confused because I kind of saw that happen. So mm-hmm. she talks to her mom. So, okay, Dodge, the dead one. Yep. Activated. Mm-hmm. When she was under stress. So the AI, when she was attacked. So she was like beaten up by those mm-hmm. Romulans. Mm-hmm. The AI kicks in and basically takes over and says, right, you're now an android, go kill some things. Right. But it's also there as a therapist. And if she's asking difficult questions... I'm going to put you to sleep, wipe your memory a bit. But the mother character doesn't put Dodge to sleep. Put Soji to sleep. She yeah. puts Soji to sleep, but not yeah. Dodge to sleep. Mm-hmm. Because if I remember correctly, when Dodge calls her mother to say, I'm scared, I'm going to go find Picard or something. Well, da- um, her mother tells her to find Picard. Right. So this yeah. AI, whatever it is, both told her to do something, go find Picard, mm-hmm. which isn't putting her to sleep. It's giving her a mission. And I'm still curious about that. Well, that is, she's already been attacked at that point. Uh-huh. So I think it's part of the failsafe. So Maddox has programmed it to find Picard or somebody safe or so you, something. So, so you're saying that this this program is not currently being, it's not somebody actively participating in the moment it's a pre-program it's an ai that's inside it's an ai separate to her own ai that's disappointing because that puts to bed some of my theories Mm -hmm. because i've kind of wondered if somebody was actively playing the role of the mother Mm. and now i know that it's just a boring thing that's in in there and it's a deflector shield yeah it's to keep her safe it's well i understand to keep the safe part but it's like it's like something that's part of her 
um, chemical makeup essentially yeah, is that it kicks in. There's like a program that kicks in and that mm-hmm. program is already pre-programmed. It's not something that can be actively manipulated. It could be, but it isn't. And that's disappointing to me because there's so much that's fun stuff that you could do. Oh yeah, for sure. If you could control this person, this really powerful AI through mm. the mother character. Is this show not doing enough already? <laughs> well, Does it not have enough complicated storylines? <laughs> Yeah, I just still I feel like that that would be more interesting to be no, able I to control uh, Soji. Yeah, I don't disagree at all. Uh, totally. That's fine. That's fine. So I'm sorry. I'm sorry we had to resolve that one for you. Yeah, that's fine. That's all right. I guess it's time. Yep. So overall, I think it's a really fun episode. The stuff that bugs everyone else doesn't bug me so much, but I totally understand why it is silly. It is over the top, but it's man, what a great way to end the episode with. Agnes suddenly being a force to be reckoned with. And as a couple of questions are resolved, a few more are raised for us, which I love. Um, But before we go on, I have two things I want to mention in the section that are kind of more for the section. The first, let's just talk about clothing again. And uh, Mm -hmm. Diana Troy, uh, this Diana Troy lookalike. Oh my God. I was so happy to see it (laughs) because Diana is one of my most favorite characters I was I was so time. so happy until it had nothing to do with her. I, I for know. a second, like, I just thought, <gasps> is this a relative? Like, <gasps> right. so me, Sean, and Albert all had the same thought. We were texting each other, just like, is this, is a, this well, right? No, we didn't know each other at the time, but when we watched it together, we we did this. Sure, sure, and sure. I'm like, yeah, is this a relative? Is this the same species? This is. This must be deliberate. You can't accidentally make her no. look exactly like Deanna oh, Troy and not acknowledge beautiful. it. And they don't acknowledge it. They don't acknowledge it And she it gets vaporised. So I, I don't know. I, I don't know. It's frustrating, but it was still like, oh my God. It feels I, comfortable, doesn't it? I had the same thought of, you know, is she an empath? And she's sort of using yeah. her power to sort of understand her circumstances and manipulate people into her advantage she wouldn't need the fucking reptile if she was an empath, would she? Oh, Jesus, she'd be much better off. <laughs> oh, my God. But seeing that bodysuit and being like, oh, this is uh, yeah. such a beautiful, like, kind of wink and so nod Diana. to, yeah, to her, where, like, they've made it nude and they've yes. added some sparkles. And then they have these really interesting, like, shoulder pieces that yes. then by the end of the episode, they sort of drape. They, and then they drape this thing over the top mm-hmm. of it. Oh, I was I was so in on it. You were um, so happy. So I had to mention that. And the other thing I wanted to mention is the idea of having a memory with between Agnes and um, Maddox about cooking. I thought that was mm-hmm. such a neat thing to see where we have like somebody who is from the future who doesn't understand why you would, you know, burn something in an oven or cre- create something that could be replicated through its components and Mm -hmm. it was such a short little moment but it was a great like wink and nod to we're in the future here like Uh you know because sometimes i think we can kind of uh, there's there's ways that star trek says we're in the future they do that with clothing they do that with like uh technology uh they do that with um you know just these little winks and nods that we see Mm -hmm. but i loved the idea of doing that through food in this one yeah it made me very happy and it was scientific and like in a lab and i thought that was really cool i love that using the lab to actually make things i just it's and so 
there's there's episodes that have done this before where they're just like, wait, you cooked that meal yourself? You didn't use a <laughs> replicator? And it's, yeah, because that's just normal. It's it's ridiculous. And I love the logic of, so you're okay replicating the ingredients, but not the cake itself using the same replicated ingredients. It's like, yeah, science. Like, I'm going to make this cake how I want. Mm-hmm. And it's it's a really tight mini story to yeah. to build a relationship between them. That Yeah, I agree. That's really yeah. nicely done. I really enjoyed the that other part. Nice touch that I absolutely love was the um, the holographic commercials that attack everybody when they get to free cloud and because they're personalized. Mm-hmm. So Rafi's one is for the ship. No, sorry, not Rafi. You got me doing it. Rios's one is for the ship. Don't because- blame me. You're blaming me for your mess ups. <laughs> the names. Okay. Yeah, that is not my what, names up. That's not what a captain does. Oh, don't you do that to me, to your room. Get, get um, yourself together. Sort yourself out, is what you say. Get off my bridge. <laughs> yeah, so Rafi's one is all about the ship. Damn it! Rios's one is all about the ship. Picard's is literally, hey, come and have tea at this hotel. Um, And Elnor doesn't get one, which is a bit sad. Rafi gets one that's like, hey, come get some drugs. And she's like, quick, swipe away. Like, get rid of the browser history. And Agnes's one is about boxing. And it's like, everyone's is personalised, but... Why is she getting the Rock'em Sock'em robots? Like, why Why have they tapped into her brain and assumed that she wants to fight? And it's just, obviously, it's a bit of, it's a nice bit of foreshadowing to the end because she's got mm-hmm. she's fighting some with inner herself. conflict. Yeah, yeah, she's got some inner conflict yeah. in her head. And it's, I've only noticed that on this time round. Hmm. It's, it's so good. I liked the wink to Elnor not being on the grid, that he is so off uh-huh. the grid that there's no... There's nothing that scanned his personality at any point on any planet at any, where where they don't have information enough to pull on him and say, this is what we would advertise to you. Yeah, he has no browser history. He doesn't no browser, have Facebook. Yeah. He doesn't have Twitter. <laughs> nothing. It's just, um, this guy likes swords. <laughs> but they don't even have that. Like, if no. anything, they would skin him and be like, uh, ab- uh, tweezers for your eyebrows. Like, who knows? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> but there's you want to polish your, your ears? Um, yeah, but I, I thought that was a really, really nice touch. Lovely. Okay. Well, with that, it's time to head to engineering for what I think is going to be a fairly chunky resistance is futile. Battle stations, everybody. Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945. Warning. Warp core collapse in 10 seconds. This is the part of the show where we re-engage our sin brains, remind ourselves that no TV show is without sin, even our beloved Star Trek. Do you want to go first? Oh, you know, um, there's a lot on this one that I think we can, you know, that we can talk about. And Yeah, and we have yeah. covered a little bit of it already. Yeah, so I'll do my best not to, you know, be too uh, repetitive. Um, mm-hmm. But I'll go with my first one, um, and that is the annoying new vocabulary that we have to continue to remember. I'm just going to say it once again. Okay, and go on. and here and here's what it is. We hear the seven domes and conclave of eight, and I'm just and then there's seven of nine in this episode, and I'm just like, that's just too much. <laughs> too many numbers. There's too many things. <laughs> <laughs> and Rios keeps getting her name wrong. It's like seven uh, eleven uh, or like what? what? I, I continue to just shrug my shoulders and 
I'm going to do what every good person does and just I'm just going to learn when you tell me when when you when you give me the exposition for it is when I'll pay Mm -hmm. attention. That's fair. Um, There's nothing there there is the conclave of eight has been mentioned in the series already. And the number the number eight has but not not enough to make you go. Oh, it's just been slipped in there. So everything else you can just ignore. Star Trek does take no babble. They do. And I kind of don't mind it, but at some point too, I just want to be like, oh, oh, I remember the Conclave of Eight was mentioned here, or I know what that I want means. It, I want it to mean something in a way, mm-hmm. but there's so much Wait. happening that I it, it doesn't mean anything. And instead, I'm just like, oh, another number thing, cool. Mm-hmm. And the <laughs> fact that it was spooned into Rafi's um, emotional thing with her son, it's like this yeah. can't just be about the emotion and the abandonment. He is little Mr. Exposition. Like, he gives us so much exposition into her history. Yeah. This isn't an argument about about them at all. It's to tell the audience why she's so obsessed, mm-hmm. um, which yeah. stuck out for me a bit. So, yeah, I don't disagree with you there at all. Um, I've got a really small nitpicky one, but why would the medical bed be facing the fucking wall? Why isn't it facing <laughs> outwards? Like, he's just staring at this white wall, Maddox in the bed, and then the entire room is behind him. And I'm like, who the fuck designed that? Uh, I'll I'll jump off of the medical one and say, too, <laughs> that, you know, she murders uh, Dr. Maddox. And if that's not on medical record somewhere, I am so... It's such a sin to think that this is not uh-huh. being recorded somewhere we're on a the, the, we're on a ship that has to have cameras there has to be like uh, of a, course it, 100%, a computer that's replay blah 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 like that we we're uh-huh. in that phase and for the medical officer to appear witness something happening and then be told to disappear these are things that have to be logged and so if there's it's huge if this show continues and agnes gets to be incognito in her situation i will be really surprised if they don't reveal that she is at fault that would be a very frustrating thing unless they're wiping logs which we've talked about so we'll see Mm -hmm. that's the classic thing but we'll we'll see on that but it's like why immediately did the emh not alert the captain like there should be alarms going off especially if you don't have like the emh is meant to be a backup um, program, but if you don't have a standing doctor, then there should be like extra things in place that make oh, sure, sure the EMH goes straight to the captain if somebody is yeah. fucking dying in front of you. Yeah. So that's the yeah, that's the biggest sin of the the, the episode for me is how easily dismissed the the EMH was. Um. So yeah, my my big my next big one was around seven. So I get her motivation to help once Bajazel's involvement has been revealed. But she agrees to help before she knows that. All Picard says is, there's somebody that's a lost cause and she'll die if I don't help. Buy me up another bourbon, Captain. I'm in for the long haul. I Just, wrote that she's down too. I wrote then that the down Bajazel too. The thing doesn't yeah. matter because she's already in. She's already invested. So why not introduce that first? I, I, it, was, it was a frustrating way around to do it. No, you're not wrong at all. I wrote it down too. And also, why did she come to his aid in the first place? They really don't don't answer that question. I don't know that they will. Um, But it was one of my sins was, okay, so we still haven't answered the question as to why did her ship show up last episode to aid them in the first place? What what is her motivation here? There's no, Mm -hmm. is it because he's Borg and she's intrinsically curious about 
his humanity because she does have that kind of brief second before going you know away i love that moment so much it was it seemed very very powerful for many Mm. many reasons and again like you told me this is the first time that these two characters are sharing screens so of course they need to have like a borg moment is that the only reason that she would be you know curious about it it seems like she has a lot at stake because we learn that she is this ranger and so my predictions about why she would have been out here last time you know here we're like we're learning why she's here Mm -hmm. in the area and if she is this vigilante doing you know great work she's risking that by losing her ship she's risking that by showing up for picard so what what is she weighing that against is it just plot driving her yeah, it's it's so fluffy. It isn't explained properly. It's just we want seven of nine in the show, and we want our toys to be together. And this is how we're going to do it. The the, the yeah. big frustrating thing for me is fine, just let that happen. But you've got a great motivation right there. You just put it in the wrong part of the episode. There was a different way to to put this together if they would have just paced it differently. Like for yeah. example, um, if they find out that uh the bedazzler the bedazzler <laughs> whatever lady has um, discount diana troy <laughs> yeah discount troy discount d if if she has borg for example um and so our beloved crew is looking for ways to get down there and help or something and then she shows up to be a part of the rescue mission like there's other ways to kind of like i don't know yeah. do something with the people that you're putting in front of us but anyway yeah definitely frustrating um i think that's that's your next point um ambassador um so the when they're in this bar hangout we see two people beam into the bar and i just Mm -hmm. get frustrated with thinking that we live in the future where you can beam into the middle of a fucking bar you should beam to some place that is dedicated for beaming we've talked about this before i'm sure Mm -hmm. we'll talk about it again but beaming in is very dangerous there mm-hmm. could be people that walk through. What if a chair falls over at that last so wait, second? Do you mean sevens beaming in? No, just there's w- when we're looking at the bar in the background yeah. when the when the captain is like beamed down. Not Captain Picard, but when Captain Ross oh, Rios Rios is down there yeah. in the background. There's two people that suddenly beam into the bar and like go to hang out. Like, God, sorry, I missed that we've entirely. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that. So I know that. So computers won't. It's it's all star trek technology but, if, but the, if a if something falls over in that last second you're fucked so transporters are surrounded by a force field so it would bounce off so it can't that can't happen but i don't like it there should be a dedicated beam in place there, there shouldn't really just be, should be people can pop up wherever because that's terrifying so yeah completely agree with you there you know maybe there's just dangerous places you know mm-hmm. like where it's like you know this bar is cool because they let you beam in and that's well, like what makes yeah, it cool maybe. is that you can beam into the direct part of the bar and maybe yeah. like the cool people, like the dangerous people want to go to that bar and the Danae person is going to be like, no, I'm going to go to the safe bar no, where go I can the, safely beam yeah. into the dedicated area. I I'm just saying it may be uncomfortable. I get it. People should not just fucking pop up in the middle of nowhere unannounced. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I'll let, you, I'll let you have that one. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Um, <laughs> my, my note for this was... I guess we'll pick up Elnor and then fuck you, kid. Like you, you dedicate an episode to getting him and then do nothing with him at all. It just it was yeah. 
these two episodes back to back are so disjointed. They they're mm-hmm. so for a story that is nine episodes long that has an arc. These two, it's like everything before and then everything afterwards. Yep. Yeah, I completely agree. Uh, I think for Elnor, who just got picked up to turn into a battle guy, to then go into a battle episode where he is not utilized is <laughs> not battling. Yeah, really confusing. Yeah, because Rios is the one that comes out of nowhere and shoots the reptile. Wouldn't mm-hmm. it have been cool that as soon as like the reptile guy like pops out that gun, Elnor just swing, 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 chops his arm off and decapitates him? That's why you've got Elnor there. Then, then Seven of Nine does the next thing. She's like, holy shit, you rule. Yeah, Come with me. Best. We're going to switch gears here. And this becomes a show about Picard having to go along with Seven as she just murders holy people through shit. the galaxy. And yeah. I'm here for that here show. For it. So everyone <laughs> is shouting for a Fenris Ranger spin-off. Hell yeah. Fuck Hell yeah. yeah. Hell Absolutely. yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> Let's get it. I want um, that show so much. I'll bounce off of that because one of my other sins in that moment is that uh, the captain, whatever his name is, Rios. shoots the lizard guy and mm-hmm. nobody panics. But then later <laughs> on, when Seven shows up and shoots a couple people, everyone runs. Beam so out, what's the out, difference between the two? You know, there's really shouldn't be a difference between the two. No, you're completely right. Um, convenient transport to beam out gadget is very convenient. The the little like gadget that's given to Seven is like, yeah, press this button and we'll be able to tunnel through anything and beam you out. I'm like, fuck me. That's huge. Like, that's Why is big. it so small? Why, Why can you so lose small? it so easily? <laughs> and this technology is groundbreaking. This is huge. Like, Star Trek is so hilarious for creating, like, a cloaking device. And then we have this new scanner that can scan through it. I was like, wait, what? No, that's huge. That, that means the Romulans are useless. So just another <laughs> bit of techno convenience for the plot that... I sometimes wish we would just not do that. I, I really know. did just, get confused. Is that the, like the little device that she takes off of the console before she beams down? The little what was hex- that little device? Yeah, the little hexagonal thing yeah, yeah, that yeah, will yeah. allow her to beam in and out. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah. Okay. Okay. The one that Raffi hands to her. Yeah. Okay. Anything else? Um, There's a few things that I have. Yeah. Uh, One mm-hmm. of them is, so th- the idea here is that Vajazzle has had Maddox this whole time, right? Uh, yeah, for like a few weeks, uh, three weeks, three weeks actually. Okay, yeah. but the way that these episodes are created is, you know, that they shot it all in one day, and it had yeah. that shot it all in one day vibe to it, uh-huh. where they poison him and then he yeah. comes back on the floor, and I don't know, it just uh, the way that it set things up. I think I would potentially try to sin a little bit of the fact that the idea is that they poisoned him or whatever weeks ago mm-hmm. and now they're showing up to get him and he looks a little bit beat up but pretty much Not it's hugely. the guy from like 12 minutes ago in the episode so uh-huh so it almost feels like, and I'm going to tell you something that's going to not color your vision, but it will make things make sense a little bit more. Okay, okay. Rumor has it, and I'm sure this is in an interview, they hadn't written the end of the season when they started filming. Oh, gee, you think? Uh-huh. They hadn't written, it wasn't all done. So you've got to think that they would have interspersed Maddox earlier, Seven of Nine earlier. There would have been some building scenes in previous episodes Instead of all of this, well, what do we do now? 
it it has a little bit of the well, what do we do now vibe to it, while also uh-huh. showing signs that it's really being intellectual about some of the like the really deeper stuff. Like some of the arcs hey, they absolutely had ready, but some of the little yeah. bits they did not. Mm-hmm. Imagine that. <laughs> yeah. This episode is a that. This episode is a yes. okay. We got this actress on board. Sweet. We're gonna shoot on Tuesday. Let's do. Oh, you know what, guys? We don't have costuming set up. Hey, no problem. Props from the Halloween uh, <laughs> party that we had at my friend's house. You know, so that this definitely looks had great. That Someone dressed as the Statue mm-hmm. of Liberty. We'll use that for bejazzle. Uh, yeah. It's great. The other thing that frustrated me, too, about this episode was that the idea that we start off with that strong torture. And then mm-hmm. whenever Seven of Nine is just suddenly exposition dumping in the middle of a really high traffic bar, like... Picard leans in and he's like, please tell us about your why you're doing what you're doing. Yeah. Why would Seven give a fuck? She'd be like, no, I'm not. You guys yeah. be out of here and I'm going to kill this bitch. And that's what she would do. And she does do that. And and I, that makes, I'm like, okay, okay, this makes Eventually sense. Eventually she does it, yeah. But first she gets to do her exposition dump. And while she gets her exposition dump, we replay the torture scene. I promise we didn't need to see again to validate nope. her moment. No, we didn't. So We're going to see that eye really- stalk. <laughs> It was a really strange moment, like, oh, yes, in the middle of a bar. Let's go ahead and replay everything and just talk it all out. Because Bajingle so. knows exactly what's going on. Like, yeah, Seven of does. Nine is, tell- is talking to the audience, not to anyone else. Yeah, yeah exactly. It's, yeah, exposition going to exposition. Um, this actually might be the biggest sin of the entire show. So as soon as somebody calls Picard Picard, Bajingle mm-hmm. then says... <gasps> The famous Admiral Picard, so famous, but nobody knows his face. And I the man know. is disguising himself. The famous Frenchman, Admiral Ugh. Picard from Le Bar, France, his disguise is to be a Frenchman. <laughs> <laughs> like, pick another accent, dude. I don't, it's like everyone oh, knows the name no. Picard, but no one knows what he looks like, really. I, it's infuriating. Picard should yeah. never. I ever leave the ship mm-hmm. ever he he is so recognizable it is baffling to me baffling. yeah when when they're back in the ship before doing the heist or whatever and he puts mm-hmm. on the costume and he says appropriately sinister in this really over-the-top acting moment sinister. yeah, yeah. When, he, when he does that i'm thinking in that moment oh haha he's having fun with himself no 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 he's nope. actually gonna do this That's and it. no one's going to notice him that, They're going to his... put a little scar on his cheek, as mm-hmm. if that's all anyone needs. Yeah, and it was like they. Yeah. I man, I don't know. Rafi can come up with this anti-truth venom oh, that thing, was but they can't make bullshit. Picard look any different. Um, no. So the the reptile thing was really annoying. What's the point of introducing this alien species that can smell lies if you just dismiss it immediately? Mm-hmm. Like it's just it's undone. And if you can do it that easily, why does he still have a job? Like that entire thing goes to shit because this extremely intimidating reptile that everyone has said, no, stay away from him. Don't go near him. He's just nothing, though. He just he amounts to nothing. Yeah. Yeah. Lots of setup and then a frustrating delivery on that one. Yeah. I also don't understand why did they have to wait for everyone's consent to trade people off to beam them back up to the ship? Like like for get in, get him, get out, run. How is that? How do we have to have some sort of like exchange that that Seven even knows herself is going to go awry because she's going to you know blow that yeah. wide open? Like they literally all stand there, like, are you ready? Is everybody ready? Do you want? Uh, are ready? we? 
Are we, we doing this thing? Be, and you, do, yeah. then they pew, nod. Pews. Okay, now we can go. Like, yeah. no consent. Just fucking get in there and get out. Um, dumb. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. and what was the point of the sack on Seven's head? <laughs> so For the reveal. <laughs> The reveal yeah, for the, the reveal. Because she beams down to the bar without the sack on, so the sack gets put on as they walk across the bar, and then gets taken off again. It's it's bad. It's so That's bad. That's really bad. <laughs> um, my, I've got two more. Okay. They aren't Picard's phasers, and Seven's just That's like... That's what I wrote... <laughs> I have that written down too. That's one of my next ones. Yes. Old man, they're not yours to give away. It's like, not I'm going to take man. two of your phases. And Picard's just like, sure, yep. go ahead. I, <laughs> I just really I- want Reels to walk along and be like, the fuck are my phases, dude? You're not on your shit, man. <laughs> I wrote down, quote, I'll take two phasers and then they're not yours to give. This is not your ship. Yes, that's exactly it. I've got in capital letters, they aren't Picard's phasers. <laughs> It's so great. It's, it's. I don't know if it's just another nod to his arrogance. So like every wherever he lays his hat is mm-hmm. is his. He owns that ship. It's so funny. Yeah, I didn't understand that. Like you mentioned, like liking the CGI kind of thing, which I thought it was kind of cute in a way. But it also I wrote down, oh dear God, it's like Clippy from Word. Do you remember Clippy? <laughs> yeah, the little paper like the clip. Little- the little paperclip helper it's like hi i'm clippy and i'm here to help and i was like what the fuck is happening like somebody got a hold of the cgi machine and they just went a little bit too wild on this one um Mm -hmm. it it felt in in an episode with so much it felt a lot but it looked like uh agnes was cowering from the cgi so was it actually hurting her or it just it was a very strange sort of hey guys we're gonna put some cgi over the scene Mm -hmm. so here's your acting prompts um and then they overlaid it over the top and i don't to me it cheapened the show um on top of a show that had someone dressed as like pimp character it cheapened the show (laughs) on top of that with an orange orange hat and a feather um Mm -hmm. yeah you think somebody in the future like agnes who's very technological would understand how holograms work now I, i gave her a bit of grace because you can go onto holodecks and have physical interactions with, with holograms. So maybe, maybe she thought a physical hologram was coming up and punching her. But you dispel that after a couple of seconds and realize it's light. Yeah. yeah that, I mean, I guess a there's dumb. a world where, you know, you don't have to give consent to CGI to make you feel things. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But that yeah, seems like a stretch. Yeah, still agreed. I just have the one more. I think I think I did. I did write down the Borg entered her and I wrote down or oh, dear. Ew, yeah, ew. Uh, that's a gross a couple, way of saying that. Yeah, <laughs> like thank you for. <laughs> it's not wrong. That. Like they do, but you, there's no phrasing. Um, I also wrote down that they finally have seats on the ship now. I don't know uh, if you noticed that. They always did. They always nope. did. Nope. Sure. Okay. Didn't, they didn't. They, they did. Okay. They finally did. But they finally showed <laughs> they, them. They're for using me. them. Yeah. We get They're the finally, glory shot of everyone yeah, we, sat on the ship yeah, on the bridge. Yeah. yeah. It was nice. It's like, oh, we. We have a budget now. Let's go <laughs> ahead and put some of those little seating pods. I was happy to see that. My very last one is Maddox's logic behind building Darge and Soji and then sending them out to work out why the ban has happened. I was like, what do you mean? What? What? Huh? Like, these are two things that you've created out of love. How? Why are they going out to discover? And how are they going to do that when they they don't know what they are and can be discovered it seems like a risky plan and a weird plan i agree with you it's disappointing in an episode where there's so much going on there are some key things that we're being told about the reason we started watching picard 
-hmm. Like go back to episode one, episode two, we're told about uh, Data having these girls. These are his Mm -hmm. children, essentially. And Picard was having these really interesting dreams. And then he went and he found the art. And so Data predicted his own children somehow. Like this is why we got hooked into Picard. Mm -hmm. And buried in this episode is a little bit more about why they're out in the world. And not only do you have to hunt for it, but then when you find that information, it is disappointing to think that, because no, like if you're creating twin children of data Mm -hmm. that he somehow painted and predicted, like if this is the reality that we are in, these two girls would be like sequestered on some island planet somewhere to be raised up and, you know, discovered, not secretly sent out to go figure out why there is a ban happening. It seems odd, doesn't it? And and that there's a reason behind like Romulan and Federation getting involved. And it better uh be really fucking good in a way. (laughs) I totally get it, yeah. And please don't tell me that the show has forgotten that Data is still involved in this somehow. And that like, please don't tell me that we're just going to glaze over that. We will see. Please go um, back and, and hit on the points that you've told us about. God I mean, it could it. be that the Maddox saw the picture and based their likeness on that out of respect. Yeah, but how if the only painting was in Picard's... Oh, that, that painting's been around for like 30 years. So Maddox... But wasn't it... But wasn't the only one... Or like, there's two paintings and one was in Picard's yes. possession and the other one was where? Um, past, I can't remember. I can't remember either. It's not impossible that Maddox would have seen the picture because him, he and Data were close. And okay, Data but then, painted but, it a long but, time ago. But then they set it up in the first episode or whatever that no mm-hmm. one should have seen this. Um, Agreed, yes. So you better fucking tell me how someone saw it, is what I'm telling you. And with that, it's oh time to go on to our final stop, which is, the, so captain's, which is the captain's ready room. God. Welcome to the Captain's Ready Room, where we hear our ambassador's predictions for the rest of the season and bask in her Q-like glory if anything she has previously predicted has come true. I have three launching off points. Okay. So obviously we've we've found some some things have been resolved in this in this episode, like um mm-hmm. the the origin of Daj and Soji, um mm-hmm. what Maddox is doing, why Raffi is on the planet, which you didn't guess, and there's no way you could have guessed it, to be completely honest. They don't give us enough breadcrumbs. First of all, probably the most important one, why has Agnes killed Maddox? And what has she been shown? Mm, yeah, I've been thinking about that. So as always, this is tricky because I don't have a lot of time to think about this stuff. You've got loads of time. But in the moment, no, mm-hmm. I don't. In the moment um, when she said, I've seen things that I wish I wouldn't have seen and they wish that they wouldn't have shown me. Um, of course, it makes me think that she's working with this super secret you know, group that Soji herself is probably trying to figure out who they are. Maybe mm-hmm. like the Federation slash Romulan super police group together. And that they've seen what androids like Soji are capable of in the future or mm-hmm. like something that they that is happening. Because to kill him means that you're killing his ability to do what he's done again. Right? Like you, mm-hmm. you have to eliminate the scientist because the scientist can do what the scientist did. However, Agnes is also really central to that. So when when he says that to her and he says, you're really central, I think she's probably thinking like, 
yeah, I could be killed off too for what I know also. Like there's like a fear Mm -hmm. in her eyes in a way. Well, almost like I almost saw her taking it as thank you for acknowledging that I was a part of this incredible thing, but also we did something we shouldn't have done and that's why I have to kill you. So I don't know exactly what she saw, but I'm guessing it's some level of this group saying if the AI exists, then this is what they do to us, whoever us is in the mm-hmm. future or or and so we have to we have to end it and and so she's saying i wish i wouldn't know this because now i have to kill you so that this doesn't happen again or doesn't happen at all mm. i don't know if we're dealing with time travel time travel or not because they said you know like you're the destroyer i i've seen what you can do and so it's like okay so did something happen in the past that she saw how does that work blah 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 i don't know i'm not i i don't know but those are those are my thoughts on it at least no they're, they're a little vague they are no, no they're good they're noted in the prediction log um, oh good <laughs> so agnes has seen something has been shown a possible future where ais will do some serious damage and do do something shady um mm-hmm. and shady maddox enough. being mm-hmm, maddox being the head of ai and building androids um has to be killed so that he can't do it again cool mm-hmm. interesting um <clears throat> what's next for raffi i think raffi joins the crew uh, in a more dedicated capacity, I think she's going to be able to kind of quote unquote put to bed the idea that she has a chance at a relationship with her son and move on. Um, and I think she's probably going to uh, find healing with Picard. You know, maybe maybe she realizes that she had she played in her own part in the destruction of her life because when we first meet her, she's blaming Picard for that destruction. Maybe mm-hmm. she takes on more of an ability to kind of go, oh, yeah, I did this myself. Um, also, uh, and then I think that her son comes back and plays a role when the truth comes out that there is, uh, like her theories <laughs> are true. How shit so, do you feel, son? <laughs> yeah. But I don't think she's going to throw it in his face as much as mm. he's probably going to have some kind of revelation. I, there's just not a reason to introduce him as a character unless he comes back in the future. There's the, and cool. if they did that, then that's such, that's so, that's so there's someone on the writing team that it has the too much gene way too much of the too much gene because <laughs> yeah. in this episode there's no reason to introduce this character like way 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 too much not when seven of nine is on screen there's no yeah. reason for them to do a stop down of of this of You're this person. screen time from seven yeah for sure mm-hmm. yeah so what's next for seven we see her fighting off into the distance kicking yeah. her the ass and we know there's a fenris ship picking her up we know that's on the way a ranger ship my instinct is some sort of swoop in at a pivotal moment at a later episode again mm-hmm. like she's just gonna linger around you there's still not, owe me a ship picard <laughs> <laughs> there's not really a reason for her to be involved regularly at this mm-hmm. point and i don't yep. think that i don't think she knows enough of picard's true mission to be invested so you know, maybe the ranger group comes to the rescue as a group mm-hmm. at some point. Like they've kind of given indication that there's more than her. And mm-hmm. so my yeah. assumption is that at some point in time, the crew is going to need a group of people to show up to balance the odds or, you know, even the odds or whatever like that. And and yeah. these people will show up. The hook to get her back in will likely be that on some sort of global level or some sort of mass information level, the details of why he's doing what he's doing are revealed and she thinks that it's a worthy cause. Nice. Interesting. Logged. In in the prediction log it goes and 
a way into the uh, the holodeck. I don't know, whatever Picard's fantasy um, lockbox was that's like <laughs> huge on the inside for no reason. Well, also in that log, there has to be noted, and I know it's noted in the main episode that I mm-hmm. did predict Agnes's murder. Yeah, a of- minute before it happened. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, or probably earlier. Uh, oh no, no, you you told us when you predicted it. But either way, I was like, oh god damn it! I was really looking forward to that reveal, like especially last week when you were like, oh she's so fun and like space is big and boring and she's so endearing, and I'm like, you just you fucking wait. <laughs> yeah, fuck some I, shit up. I'm really curious what's going to happen with her. It, I don't, I don't want this to be true, but I think, I think they're going to allow this character to get away with it. Interesting. Okay, completely. I. I I think that they're going to continue on with the idea that the audience knows that there's a secret person on the mm-hmm. ship that's doing secret things and has a double, you know, like yeah. an ulterior motive and then maybe give her some kind of redemption arc somehow too because they're all ob- they spent a lot of time building up this part of her character mm-hmm. of being a sweet sidekick. So for them to bench her as a oh, you're now arrested for murder. I, I can't see them doing that because they've mm-hmm. invested too much screen time into her. So I think they're going to let her get away with it. And that's frustrating for me. Um, we'll we'll see. But mm-hmm. because of her character build, I'm wondering if, it. like I said, I think they're going to allow her to have a little redemption at some point and, you know, either sacrifice herself or, um, but I think they're going to let her see Soji to see the culmination of her own work. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think they're going to maybe let Soji be human enough that she realizes that there is a reason to believe that AI like this should exist somehow. Mm-hmm. Maybe combining that with Borg and seeing that, you know, machines and humans can coexist somehow. Like maybe she gets to see that before she dies, but allowing a person to murder a main character and not having some sort of a bow at the end of either yeah. this season or future seasons I, I just don't see that happening so we'll interesting s- yeah those are some I more like I thoughts idea i have on that um i like it i love your yeah. predictions oh um, thanks <laughs> we've run a bit long so there's probably not time for a six degrees of trickeration but we'll save that we'll save it for next week we'll have we'll have a good one next week um so yeah you can't, love that. You can't predict that we're gonna have a good one next week a good one what did i we're say gonna a have good one. six degrees of trickeration <laughs> no it's gonna be a good one yeah it will be we we hope <laughs> um so thanks for listening everyone it's au revoir from me and what is it from today <laughs> so we're going french hey you do whatever you want no what was yours i want to do au it with yours i did an over the top french accent oh we're doing accents okay well no au revoir is also a french word i just did it right. very very french as well uh it's my favorite part of the show i think we'll do elle vous man from me Oh, which means? She is lying to you. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. Okay, so it's it's, it's au revoir from me and au revoir from today. <laughs> El <laughs> We will see you next week for episode five, The Impossible Box. And as always, live long and podsper. Thanks for listening. Want to connect with the show? Our hailing frequencies are always open through captainspod at cinemasins.com. Like, comment, and subscribe on your podcast player of choice, and be sure to visit cinemasins.com. Good morning! Um, did you get a tweet? Because you may or may not have been uh, coming up on the morning chat. Why did I come up on the morning chat? 
oh, you know, because Chet wanted to talk about you. And so we ended up talking about you a little bit. Okay. Um, and then Chet wanted me to do something that w- was a little distracting from knowing that I needed to come to do the podcast. Uh-huh. And so I was, I, they're like, Ian can wait. He's used to working with you. He knows how distracted you can be. Just want to say, Anthony says, is saying nothing but wonderful things about, you're saying horrible things about me on Twitch. I wasn't saying horrible things about you. Why are you saying horrible things about me? I wasn't saying horrible things about you. Well, somebody says that you wasn't, which means that you were. <gasps> but I wasn't saying horrible things about you. What were you saying? Wonderful things about you. No, I want specifics. <laughs> well, you have to. Damn it, Ambassador. Maybe. You're out of line. Also, we set a sliding scale for starting as just in case I needed to stop at the show and then go to the bathroom. I don't remember that at all. Oh, okay. This is why we put the bathroom on the bridge. <laughs> you, don't, you don't need to worry about these shenanigans. Mm-hmm. And it's just part of the I'm space the suit. Yeah, it's all built in. That's why they always wear onesies. Just built in. They will have catheters. Space catheters. <laughs> wow. Somebody asked the question, what did Ian think of Brahms? Oh, cool. So yeah. it was... And it came up in Discord as well. Yes, it was, an, and he skirted answering. So do you... The question was, do you think he actually hates Brahms? Oh, no, I didn't skirt it. And I said, if he didn't answer the question directly, he probably doesn't like Brahms, which is not good because then we can't be friends. <laughs> I love Brahms. Yeah, I loved I'm, it. I'm worried about oh, our friendship. We didn't get much from it. No, I th- was it got, just breakfast or was it Yeah, lunch? I got a coffee and a wrap of some, like a breakfast wrap, I think. Okay, that sounds right. Yeah. That sounds right. Yeah. It was tasty. It was great. I loved it. Really, really loved it. So I apologize if I seemed skirty about Brahms. I I loved it and I like the- There was confusion. I like their music as well. It's very, very soothing. Mm-hmm. That also came mm-hmm. up in the chat. <laughs> what? The, the- Someone was someone was responding to it as if it was the the music. It was the music, pretty funny. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Why doesn't Ian like Brahms? What a dick. What a jerk. Potpourri is the most pointless thing in the world. Like I can't smell it. It's in the room and it's not. It hasn't made a difference to the room. Then I think your potpourri is wrong. <laughs> How can it be wrong? It's potpourri. I don't know, but you're supposed to be able to smell it for sure. Well, I mean, it did only cost like four pound. So maybe it's just cheap potpourri. It's cheap. Potpourri. It's cheapery. Yeah, cheapery. Yeah, porpery. Oh! Yes! Oh! That's it! Oh, that's no. it! You got it! <laughs> yeah, this one is a silk red thread, Ooh. and it's really, really long, and it has my favorite pen, one of my favorite pendants on it. And the interesting thing about this necklace <clears throat> is, like, it has all these knots in it. I did not put mm-hmm. any of these knots in here purposefully. I've just worn oh, it that's... so much that it flips around on itself, and it keeps tying and so oh, that's awesome. one day it's unique. I can't take it off. One day it's just going to be like so tight. Like I'm not going to be able to take it off. <laughs> it's just part of you. Mm-hmm. Is that is that is that a varicose vein? No, no, no. no. That's a necklace no. that's now part of my it's neck. It's just embedded into my skin. There's a song in there somewhere. Oh, is there? Yeah, I think so. More like a nightmare beginning to a D&D campaign. <laughs> <laughs> Became bonded to this necklace. I was like, well, what powers did you get? Slight inability to breathe. Yeah. Yeah. Uh huh. Okay, I'm nervous about today's episode. Uh, why? Well, because last week you said that you're like, oh, you know, the one coming up is like the big <laughs> one, and and people know about it or whatever. And so I've, I, um, I'm nervous. I reminded Albert and Sean, my Star Trek buddies, um, that this was the next episode, and they both just went. Ha, 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 ha. 
I'm nervous. Like, what does that mean? I don't know. I don't understand what that means. You right just now. gotta watch it. You just gotta watch it. It's oh god. You will, this this polarized people. Oh, this was no. the definition of this isn't Star Trek, <gasps> and I'm just like, let it grow. Let it be. Let, let it, it be what it's gonna be. Let it grow. Let it grow. Can't hold it back anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Can we talk about how blurry your camera is and how distracting how it, it gone, is? Has it gone blurry? But I don't actually have to see you to enjoy the show. That's great. Oh, it's really blurry. I'm sorry. Thank you for letting me know. I didn't know if you wanted to be blurry. Like, is it a mysterious thing? Like, where you're just like the blurry man on screen? I am mysterious. (laughs) At a certain angle, Mm -hmm. this looks like I've got some, like, twirly mustache going on, like a villain. (laughs) Okay, but now you're actually twirling it and making it twirl like a villain. So when you said from certain angles, it looks like I can... I have it, but now you're actually making it happen. I don't understand. But that bit there, so that bit there, uh-huh. a certain angle makes it look like. So why don't you just go get a razor and shave it? Well, I will. I just, I've been busy. If I'd have known I had an extra 10 minutes this morning, I would have done it. Oh! Here, I'll just leave and you can go do it and no. I'll see you in 10 no, minutes. No, no, no. Yeah. No, yeah. no, we're yeah. doing the show. We're doing the show. We're doing the show. I will still be sat here with the same <laughs> quasi-evil from a certain angular beard. And a really frustrated expression that I left and waited 10 minutes to come back to this meeting when I've also Uh just, how do you say it, sat here. Yes. Mm -hmm. What's wrong with saying just sat here? You're the only person that's ever said that in my whole life. What? As in, well, you just sat there and doing your own thing? Yeah, no one says it like that in my life. That's really funny. (laughs) Look at you just sat there being all judgy. You just sat there. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you are. I know, I know, but you just feel like you're sitting there, or they they just say it differently. Look at you sitting there, all judgy. You're judgy. Yeah, you're well, a butt. Okay. No, you're, you're a butt. <laughs> Man, fuck that beat star. God. <clears throat> fuck it. Why? Because I'm not good at it. Okay. Ugh. Mm-mm-mm. I I woke up yesterday and I did a beat star song mm-hmm. without sound and did better than i usually do <laughs> so that's interesting maybe you're preempting the beats no I, I it's it's a lot i don't want to talk about it. okay that's fine sometimes i do better when i can hear it sometimes i don't i'm just it's conf- I, I don't know i don't know i don't think you're ready for this jelly i don't think you're ready for this jelly i don't think you're ready for this my body's too bootylicious for listen listen when are we going to start the show uh have you downloaded the show yes let's start the show were you just waiting for me or something what's yes, going on why, I'm, why I'm did you say did you, you say did you say today i'm waiting for you no no i'm always ready i come to these things ready no, I just you, assume you, you just prep as we go you literally said which you'll probably cut out you literally said i'm not ready for the show again you <clears> literally <throat> said that no i don't remember that at all oh my <laughs> let's, god let's you're listen back such to the a edit. butt you're such a butt <laughs> okay <clears throat> are you ready no good are we are we doing this or not? <laughs> Asshole. Right. I'm just gonna start because you're a dick. I really um, I really wish that people could see your face <clears throat> when I when we do the show. Just the level of fuckery that happens. The only thing we haven't done is create a Star Trek episode, but we'll organic that in. We just did with the whole nebula thing. Oh, I guess that's our episode then.
Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945.